there. Welcome to Did I Talk Too Much, a Grit podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Wirtz. Hello, everyone. I am joined here today with three lovely Grit gals who will introduce themselves on their own. Yeah. What's up? My name is Emmy. Yeah. Emmy, you weren't on our first episode no, with our No, I actually wasn't. Is that? Now I am. I actually just got hired. I just joined the Grit team. My favorite little family over here. It's your girl, Zoe. That is me, the CMA person, as well as Kaylee. Um, BTW, it's Lauren. Lauren right now is wearing a beret and she's slaying. She's, serp- she's serping a little yerba ma- your- <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> oh Go ahead and introduce the drink yourself. A yerb, that's why I call it. Okay, okay. Oh. Lauren revealed earlier today that she's been surviving solely on energy drinks. Uh, do you um, want to share yerb. more? Yeah, the oh, yerb, the healthy energy drink. But I'm trying to know what your favorite flavor this is. This one, the mint. The mint. That's is the superior. grossest kind. That is a wrong I answer. The blue lemonade one is the but best. But we'll move on. It's fine. <laughs> I've actually never had that one. So blue lemonade. Isn't that what it's called? That sounds crazy. It is. It's so good. <laughs> okay, we're gonna put Emmy in the hot seat. Hot yeah, seat. the hottest of seats. Let's hear it. First question is gonna be, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. celebrity annoys you the most? annoys me this is gonna be really controversial um who annoys me but i just don't like timothy chalamet like i'm so the silence is so loud (laughs) the silence is too loud um i just don't like him i just don't think he's cute at all i do not think he's hot i just don't but i just don't really i just don't really like him yeah that's okay annoys me also this is so bad because you guys were talking about this in the last podcast but the other one who annoys me is Jack Harlow. Like, oh, you did yeah. not, like, I just don't like him. He just really annoys me. I can relate to that one. The fact that they're both men is just frightening. So, um, <laughs> the scariest thing of all. The scariest thing of all. Yeah. So, don't really like them. Mm-hmm. But, all right. Fair answer. Mm-hmm. Um, the second question what is the cringiest thing you did as a teenager? Time to the expose yourself. Oh, I have a really cringy thing. So I had a super massive obsession with Rainbow Loom. Like, oh, massive. So like, I, when I tell you, like, I would make figurines. Like, I, I made Anna and Elsa. No. Um, if you ask, Wait, how old? You, um, ooh. <laughs> um, a little bit. Like, like around the age of like fourth and fifth grade. I don't know how old I was. Fourth, okay. fifth, and sixth teenager. grade. Teenager. Okay. The question's teenager. Yeah. That's well, not, I was becoming a teen. Like I, I, like when I liked it. No, 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 no. <laughs> when I liked it, I was like, I was around thirteen. Okay. So it okay. was like around that age. Yeah. I want to say. Okay. Perfect. So like on the brink of that age and below. But I was obsessed with it. If you ask my best friend, she actually has an Anna figurine that I made from Frozen <laughs> on her keys. Um, genuinely so yeah but i could make make us figurines of ourselves that would be amazing i wish if they have a tutorial on youtube then i could that's how i did it okay i would literally google (laughs) on youtube tutorial zoe tutorial okay but on youtube i would look up hardest bracelet to make ever and i would make it just to defy all odds you know bracelet to make ever you're 13 you're like i'm like yes (laughs) and i made it so no big deal awesome congratulations thank you thank you a little cringe Next question is, what is your guilty pleasure? Right now, it's Portos. <laughs> right now, it's Portos in every element. The vibes in there are awesome. Um, and just, you know, go there at a good, um, right when they're closing at around 8 p.m. and get that cheese roll and the day has been made, you know? 
literally it just sounds like gifts so, from god it don't is. be guilty about like, eating cute little sweet treats and resting exactly like, like hot take i literally just wear my sweatpants and i just go and eat a cheese roll and i have a few for the few days ahead and it just is like it's keeping me going you know i simply consume all of the things i buy that and day. it's That's literally so cheap mm-hmm. so i understand so what's your favorite body part uh, on yourself i don't know it's not really a body part but i like my hair <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk about this thing called compulsive cuteness which is definitely a thing at biola so if you go here if you don't you might be a little confused as to what that is so we're going to unpack that but we're borrowing that language from a piece written by a Biola alum named Gretchen Ferguson. Shout out Gretchen. We're going to have a little excerpt from her later in the episode, so stay tuned for that. But yeah, she wrote an article basically talking about at Biola, there's this pressure to kind of be presentable and to be wearing cute outfits and be ready all the time and what that does to our mental health and what like the deeper meaning of that is and why we do that. All that good stuff. So we're going to dive deep into that today. So yeah, with our first question, um for i'm gonna have the great girlies who are here and we have we have a good variety because we have emmy who's a freshman and then we got zoe and lauren who are seniors so we have someone who's newer to the environment and then people have more seasoned you know so it'll be great and then you just have me in the middle of the road junior <laughs> so going off of that how would you guys for those who go here and those who don't i feel like this is an interesting question but how would you describe like the biola girl style biola girl being in quotes so with this whole compulsive cuteness thing, it's kind of hard to explain with that. I feel like first kind of zooming in on Biola's culture. And so with that, I want to hear how you guys would describe like the Biola girl style. So keep that in mind. I'm going to read Gretchen's description for you. So this was written in 2019. Um, just to give you a little context. But um, with a tote bag slung over her shoulder, hydro flask in hand, and her hair scarf wrapping up her freshly curled hair, the Biola girl is spotted heading into her Bible class with an ice latte from Common Grounds. I feel like as I came on campus... <laughs> are you done? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I was just laughing at the description. Okay. Go, go. I feel like as I came on campus, something I first noticed that I was talking to my roommate about is how many people use tote bags. Like, I did not... <laughs> like, from where I'm from, specifically in Northern California, like, I don't think it's a popular thing. Like, it's not something that a lot of people use. And when I came down here, I felt super out of place for not having one because I had never owned one before. And so I felt super like odd that I hadn't had one. She had a backpack. And I know I had a I had a backpack and still do. And I carried <laughs> around and that's all I carry around. <laughs> like, I just don't understand how people fit everything in their tote bags. Like, you cannot no, tell me you fit everything in it. The tiniest tote and then they have like so it much It has in the it. thinnest straps. I'm like, it your is- shoulder hurts. <laughs> you are walking around for cuteness when your shoulder is going to fall off. Your arm is about to be limp. You're going to have a divot in your shoulder because of that. Like, I swear. Please. I'm like, me and my backpack are slaying the day away. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was something I really noticed, like, first off, is, like, there's, like, this weird pressure that I felt to, like, have a tote bag. That's, like, super, like... That's so niche. I <laughs> For Viola, though. No, yeah. Or just, like, even Southern California in general, I came here and I was like, oh, the tote bags are haunting me. <laughs> I was like, I feel like you need to have one. Then they gave us one at the beginning of Biola Bound thing or when we came. Like orientation. And I was like, like orientation. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm finally fitting in to the, the Said, I am conforming. I am conforming to the Biola culture. <laughs> that was something I just noticed off the bat. But what do you have to say? Yeah, I think it is really a thing because I'm also from Northern California and 
tote bags are basically non-existent there <laughs> um i think just coming to biola i just like had the urge to get like a tote bag i never wanted it before this is so specific i'm done and i'm like i'll just get one and now i have like 10 or more of them probably um but yeah so emmy kind of talked about how like her shock when she was first coming to um biola and like that environment when it came to just like really curated style do you guys do either of you guys remember that as freshmen um yeah speaking as a senior and someone from southern california i guess it wasn't a total shock like i don't know you're kind of in it um yeah born and raised i've (laughs) been around here um i'm very familiar with the christian girl fall luke and the dope bags um so it wasn't a shock to me it just wasn't something that i necessarily like participated in ever and like it's just something i've observed and i feel like at college it just like increases because like now you're an adult you're trying to find your style like but at the same time you might be conforming like as a freshman if wherever you're coming from and whatnot and i think that's common on like a lot of college campuses too it's just not the biola girl but maybe it's the the iowa state girl no yeah literally (laughs) yeah it's interesting i feel like it's just highlighted more because our school is so small and also i think too literally anytime you bring up social media i'm like oh i get so bored like on any (laughs) they're like well have you thought about the impact of social media (laughs) and you're like like, yeah we talk about it 24 7 how it's bad for our brains but here we are yeah um but i think going going with that um it's weird that like you'll see people like because our campus is so small you're gonna run into people every single day a lot of people you know so like you want to look cute be presentable and then you also have like this cute like curated southern california feed that you're trying to keep up too Mm -hmm. so it just doesn't feel like even if you're in your room all day it's like you still want like to look cute so if you want to post something like it's just it's weird yeah but let's get more specific with biola girl style so she says with a tote bag sling over her shoulder hydro flask all the stuff how would you say like the biola girl currently like for I me like... i can start yeah go for <laughs> it just cutting you off like me <laughs> <laughs> um, go for it. so i think when i think of like biola girl i'm thinking tote bag for sure definitely oh, a staple 100 preferably something with like a bible verse on it mm-hmm. um or something by like maverick city oh yeah i think for sure. um and then you're gonna be wearing a big shirt mm-hmm um i'm also calling crew neck for fall or yeah cute crew like a sweater totally you know made well of course of course of course perhaps anthropology yeah perhaps free people but i feel like the new thing i know gretchen and her thing talked about like how it was like these big brands but right now thrifting oh yeah everybody thrifted this but it needs to someone says where is it it's thrifted someone says where'd you get those pants it's thrifted like all of it has to be thrifted no yeah it has to be so unique but then it has to look like everything else but it has to be which is so interesting because i'm like we're all just trying to get these things that are so unique and special but it has to look like this high quality thing i'm like yeah no it's very expensive too just keeping up with trends and all that kind of stuff but then to continue my little caricature she's wearing skinny straight jeans some the shoes can be a variety, but yeah, platform converse seems to be pretty common. Some Air Force Ones, hot take, Air Force Ones need to be burned. Um, <laughs> so they have their time. They have their time and they need to go. I've never owned them and I will stand by that. Also, this description, it's like me 50% of the time. Like, I feel like I'm like 50% of that outfit. 
a good amount of the time. But then, like, their hair is always done, their makeup's yes, done. The hair and the makeup. Exactly. Because, like, putting on an, a cute outfit doesn't take a ton of effort, in my opinion. But the thought where you have to do your hair and, like, look presentable and you have to, like, make your act, at least for me, cover all your acne up, freaking fix your mane. Like, it just takes so long. And <laughs> yes. I'm just like, I'm tired. I'm yeah. just trying to go to class. When you have a 9 a.m., I have 9 a.m.s and everyone in that class looks cute. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> so. Going off of that, um, how would you describe compulsive cuteness? Because we just kind of tapped into that a little bit. Uh, I think there's like a weird pressure, kind of like Jen was saying, to look cute all the time. Going to class, looking cute every time. But you, like an effortless like, cute. Yes. Like every time you exit your room, you must look a certain way. Because you will run into someone. Because you will run into someone you know. I hated living and in Horton because I would come out in the morning and I would literally look so ugly yes. because I just woke up. Obviously, my hair is like ratty. My breath literally smells like death. Uh, I'm wearing no bra. This like like yes. it's not good. It's yes. not good. And I'll, I'd run into people and they'd be like, good morning. And like their hair would already be curled literally. and they're wearing like their literally. Sunday best. And I'd be like, literally, <laughs> I'm like, oh, please. But also, I think something Gretchen talked about that like really stood out to me was that like we almost do it as like a thing of of compliments not that we're seeking compliments but that it like feels good to when we do receive that compliment so it almost makes you want to do it again you know yes. you're like oh it looks cute on this day like someone was like your outfit looks so cute today and you're like oh that felt good like i'm gonna do it again not out totally. of like oh i'm gonna seek for compliments it's but just positive like, that reinforcement exactly you're like that was positive and so i'm gonna recreate that and do it again so you continue to do that but it's exhausting. It's so tiring. Like, I think we can all admit, even if you dress cute every single day, you cannot tell me that you're not tired after that. Like, that genuinely is exhausting. Literally. I don't know. It just is. Mm -hmm. I think I would call compulsive cuteness, like, even when you want to, like, dress, like, a little bit more casual, I still feel like I have to, like, dress it up, add some accessories um, to make it look better. Mm -hmm. um, I think, depending on the person... I think being cute every day can be exhausting, but sometimes I feel like it is like for me, it's more of like it makes me feel good and like totally. it makes me feel like ready for the day. I feel like I can, can generally be more productive wow. during the day because I feel like when I do or something that's not cute or like something I don't really want to wear, then totally. I'm just like, boo, I'm not doing any work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I highly agree with that statement, honestly. I'm not saying that like, you're not allowed to, like, you know, wear sweatpants and throw on a sweatshirt. Like, look at me right now. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. And, but still wearing um, cute pants and a little hat. Mm, so. Well, my hair is greasy, so. <laughs> like, <laughs> transparency. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like, I feel like compulsive cuteness, like, once it gets compulsive, it's like. Totally. Yeah. It's like, I don't feel like it, but I need to because everyone sees me this way all the time. I need to, like, fulfill an expectation almost. Like, yes, it's that's like the thing. not letting yourself, like, have a day off or something or you're not dressing for yourself anymore. You're doing it for other people. So, yes, 100 percent. I really like that you offered that distinction, Zoe and Lauren, just because obviously we don't want to, like, demonize, like, dressing cute. But I also don't think that's what we're doing. I think kind of going off of them too like i love to see the way that people also like express themselves through that like i'm not totally. saying like everyone gets exhausted that's just my personal experience oh same but i'm like 
if people are if that's the way to express themselves like i personally don't express myself to the way that i dress but some people do and i'm like that's their creative form of like showing who they are and i think that's great and that is so awesome and that is not exhausting for them i'm like go off that look that is so great you know but Mm -hmm. i'm like from my experience i'm like sometimes it can be tiring because i know the intentions i have sometimes can be wrong in certain situations you know totally i have it written down here like if when i know i want to have a better day i'll like wake up earlier and like get like do my makeup and my hair even though most days i just like will put on like an outfit i'm comfortable in or like feel nice in and so that i feel like lauren provided a helpful distinction of like it when it feels like you when it's compulsive like you can't have like a day like that's when it's an issue not when you're like oh like i want to do this because it's fun but like well i want to have a good day so i should do this it's like it shouldn't affect like your well-being it's just like it should just be like icing on the cake it shouldn't be like the foundation of stuff i think also like like for me my freshman year i would say like my style was pretty basic i didn't really have one but i think when you do becoming become sorry when you start to like learn your style find it mm-hmm. i think there's like also expectation to always look good in a sense because yeah when you don't have good fits then you're like oh wait i won't get a compliment today or like someone's expecting me to have a good fit totally today. so then i'm like i'm letting that person down but it's like also like their opinion doesn't matter but like, literally i just like i don't know like yeah. every time someone's like oh you're so stylish i'm like thank you yeah they're like setting that expectation for you and you're like wait does that mean like i can't just wear my sweats or whatever (laughs) so how do you feel like this diff is like different than say like cal state fullerton or a different university nearby like what do you think makes like what aspect do you think like faith or religion um plays in this because i think of i think of um when i was on tiktok way back when everyone in utah they talk about how everyone in utah is like super well dressed all the time and they're all mormons and they're a lot more fundamentalist and so i think there's a level of like it's a weird correlation of like when you're serious about your faith i feel like a lot of those women feel pressure to like really be put together all the time and like not feel like they can just like i don't know like i would see tiktoks and they were like everyone's like wearing like literally high heels at like trader joe's like this is so weird like not even just like casual like cute outfits like they're like they'd be dressed to the nines and i was like that's so wild but we obviously aren't at that extent i don't really see people in high heels around campus what do you have to say about that emmy i was gonna say something that's interesting is that like as believers we know that it's like okay like how can i show up to be like authentic and how can i show up to be like vulnerable because i think that's like those are spaces that the lord like calls us to but then it's also like then why are we so compulsively dressing like this totally and, and it's like, a bigger it's thing so of interesting a, of a pair appearance and image mm-hmm. it's more than just like what you're wearing it's like if i look perfect and act perfect then yes. like yes. Brene brown always says this she's like if you look like this is the mind of a perfectionist i would know because that's my mind yeah but like if i look perfect and act perfect then i'll reduce feelings of shame yeah yeah and i think it's interesting because like there's almost like this this pressure to look this way to cover things up that are inside and even like even subconsciously doing that it's like it's weird that that that's a a thing even though as believers we're like oh like we're not going to do that we're not going to like stand for that and then we like we do it i'm like what's happening and i feel like even like this is like maybe like a smaller thing on the other side but like i know everybody has this weird like you know there's that saying ring before spring like da 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 and so i feel like that that's silly saying that silly little saying that all of us at a christian university know about um that is like plays a role in it because Mm. it's like 
Okay, I'm gonna try and look cute, even if you're not saying it. You're trying to look cute for that man. Okay, Please. there's those cute guys on campus, and you just want to look cute. You just want to look cute because they might notice you when you're walking around campus with your cute makeup and your hair done. They might not compliment you, but they said that girl's looking pretty today. They'd be thinking it as if they would literally know a difference if we didn't, though. That's facts. Remember, oh ladies, Remember. men literally cannot tell a difference. Yeah, literally, like they. There's no way. Unless no. you're wearing a ball gown and heels, maybe they'll notice. So maybe. if you're trying to do that on campus, like, go off. <laughs> go off. But also, like, that's, a, that's, like, a whole other thing. I'm just, like, am I trying to, like, have someone, like, notice me? Like, what am I trying to do here? You know? Totally. It's just, like, asking yourself the question. But it's hard when, yeah. like, I loved what Zoe said. Like, there's a really fun element of, like, dressing up in the morning and it, like, when you wake up early and it just like makes you feel good like that's what i did this morning i was wearing it i changed into my pjs of course <laughs> for this episode yeah like i did that this morning and got ready and it made me feel good but i think it's unhealthy when it's like wait i'm gonna be with people all day i have to get ready like i have to because i don't want them to see me as much as it's like oh this will add like a little fun and like i'll feel good about myself you know there's like a balance but it's really hard to tell if you have true motivation because our motivations are never like completely pure or completely bad so it's kind of hard to distinguish that do you zoe have any tips on how you distinguish that with yourself i think the best way when i like want to dress for myself it's more about of like what i truly want to wear and like how i want to look that day and just like not caring about what others opinions are like if i want to wear like streetwear or if i want to wear something 90s or y2k then it's typically for me and then if I dress up my hair, it's for me. But like if I'm worrying about like, I guess, other people, then I typically like maybe won't dress in my style completely. And I'll add implements of like what bio style is like mm. or something like that. Or like I'll wear makeup. I like don't wear makeup all the time. So for me, when I wear makeup, it's generally I would say like 80 percent of the time it's probably for someone else and like 20 percent of the time it's for myself. Just being aware of, like, how you, like, wake up in the morning and, like, just your thoughts, I guess. I, like, when I pick out an outfit, I just think through the whole thing. And if it turns out it's for someone else, then I guess it's going to happen. But I really try. (laughs) I really try to do it for myself. But I feel like it's about being aware. That's, like, the most important step. Well, (laughs) going off of Zoe's thought, I'd say that, like, that's really hard to distinguish at least in my experience i feel like it's always probably a mixture of both like as we love a nuanced queen (laughs) i mean like i don't know for me it's like when i dress up i feel better about myself i feel more confident and i think that's natural like for all of us to feel like "Mm, because you're caring for yourself yeah in that way care in some form and like like i know i look good like i get to you know walk with my head a little higher today and it's like it's nice it's healthy but at the same time like once you're like "Ooh, i wonder how other people are perceiving me it's kind of like oh but it's a it's a long road yeah it's just i don't know i think it's natural Mm -hmm. to think those thoughts yeah but yeah once it's like i can't go outside without my like full face on or something yeah but in terms of like 
I forgot. Sorry, I, we drifted from. I forgot about the question, but like comparing Cal State Fullerton to like Biola. Oh yeah, I forgot about Love that. Circling back. <laughs> no, you're good. I mean, circle back. Um, but yeah, on that topic, I feel like there is something interesting about it. Maybe it's just like my family background that I'm aware of. Like you're wearing your Sunday best, and like you know, going to church. Like you don't just roll up in you know sweatpants or a t-shirt or whatever. Like at least for my family, it's always like an event kind of Mm -hmm. um and i know like i don't know if it's a religious thing or just like a woman experience thing but i know like my grandma like she was adamant about like oh yeah like your grandpa has never seen me like without makeup like i always get ready in a different room like it it, like big Mm -hmm. thing on like appearances Mm -hmm. and like that weight or responsibility yeah for a woman in the home or something like that traditionalist values is probably something that potentially totally doesn't happen at cal state fullerton 100 percent traditional values i feel like are, play such a big role in that because there's so much about appearances for women too and women being like they look pretty and they're quiet like i feel like that definitely makes sense you have something to say zoe um to go back to like the like to jump off of what lauren said I think also, like, since I was a pastor's kid, there was always ex- expectation to, like, look nice, be presentable. Mm. There was no, like, not looking good because, in a sense, you are the face of the church. But mm-hmm. I feel like even when we go to church, there's always, like, Sunday best asset. And, like, totally. And it's more just, than just what you're wearing. Yeah. And it's, like, more of, like, also, like, how you're carrying yourself. I remember, like, when I was, like, serving at a church. And, like, someone, like, like told me to smile. Like, I guess, like, I don't have a natural face that, like, looks like I'm smiling all the time. So, for me... Yeah, most people don't. It's okay. It's, it's like, hard to, like, just be, like... I'm, like, happy, but I'm just, like... I just, like, totally. this is my resting face. Um, And then to go back to the Cal State Fullerton question, I think they also have a better, like... It's, like, a little bit easier to go in with, like, wet pants and, like... You don't necessarily, I feel like at state schools or like UC schools have to look presentable all the time because it's like not the expectation every time yeah. you go to class. Like no one, that's n- everyone is an outside also looking cute. Yeah. <laughs> and I definitely think it's what Zoe said. Like it's not, it's the expectation and it's very implicit. Like no one's like, okay, like look nice today. It's just like when you walk outside, all your friends are wearing cute outfits and everyone's hair is done, and you're like, okay, you're not, you don't want to yeah. like, like it's just yeah. kind of like passive message, a passive message kind of. Yeah. Sense. And since there's like that pressure, you're just like, why wouldn't I? Everyone else totally. is. So like, I'm going to, and not out of a way of like, I'm just trying to conform, but just like, that's just a thing. Like, that's just what we do. Totally. You know, out For, of that. Yeah. Versus at public school, it would be weird. My friends would be like, why are you dressed up? If yeah. I like got yeah. ready all the time, because yeah. I literally like, I definitely had fun with my outfits in high school sometimes, but for the most part, it was just, like, a sweater and jeans. Like, I just didn't care what I was wearing because you're just at school to learn. Like, that's not... It doesn't matter. And I also think at state schools, they're so big. There's so much, like, anonymity? The word? Anonymity. Um, So, like, people don't know you. So you don't feel like you have to keep up this expectation, like Zoe mentioned, of, like, oh, you have such a good sense of style. Like, you can just go to class and, like, not care. And then here it's like, oh, I'm going to run into the same people. You know, most people in your class, you're going to run into them. You're going to talk to people. You might have plans that day. Like, 
yeah it's just yeah. interesting yeah um but emmy earlier you mentioned talking about like compliments and so i want to hear what you guys think like what role do you think compliments and affirmations of um this additional effort talking about like getting ready um what do you think like that plays in all this i think it does have a pretty big role because it's not like kind of like i was saying earlier earlier it's not like i'm like oh i'm gonna go out just so i can get compliments but kind of like the positive reinforcement like oh it feels good to get that compliment so like i am gonna continue to do that and i feel like it does obviously in all of this there is kind of a a personal self-reflection each day as you go out of like okay like zoe and lauren were talking about like what am i doing this for and stuff and so that is a very personal thing that no one can be like oh they have bad intentions or oh they have good intentions or whatever it's just that's something that's going to be on the inside that no one can else can see on the outside but i think that those compliments and affirmations like when people do give them it's like okay like i'm going to keep up to the standard and like that's something that's being set so i'm going to continue that you know totally in response to what emmy said also i think like on the topic we like it helps to acknowledge like pretty privilege (laughs) and like yeah i think dressing up plays a really big role in that and like yes you get compliments and you also get attention and people treat you differently when you dress up nice and i think that's just like unfortunately how you know the world kind of works and i know like i've been kind of taught that i know my boyfriend even like experiences it or he's like you know people like i have to dress up or else like you know potentially i won't get that job i won't like meet people like people won't approach me and stuff so no i think that's a really great point the other day we were having our podcast launch table and jenna and i were walking and i was wearing sweats that morning because i had class and i was wearing sweats class of course as you should and i was walking and i was like don't worry jenna like i'll change into jeans for the table we're literally sitting down. No one will see your legs. No one will see my <laughs> legs. There's a tablecloth. Like, there is I'm wearing no... a crew neck and, like, these, like... I'm sitting wearing this crew neck and sweatpants joggers. And I'm like, I felt the urge that I had to change. Don't know why. Because I was, like, going to be this, like, almost presentable face. So I had to look the part. You know, I'm going to be part of this team. I'm going to be part of this, like, you know, I'm going to be part of Grit. So I'm going to be doing this podcast launch. Have follow, so, like, and image. a lot of people are going to yeah. look and s- look at me and ask me questions. And so I want to look like put together and presentable. That was just kind of went through my mind. Transparency moment happened to me the other day, you know. Honest queen. So I sat down with Gretchen Ferguson and we talked a little bit more about her article. Hello, everyone. I am joined here with G Ferg, um, <laughs> a Viola alum, also known in a longer format as Gretchen Ferguson. Hello. That's her. That's GF. Not to be confused with girlfriend. Or (laughs) gluten-free. That's also a great acronym. Yeah. Uh, Can you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Yeah. I hate that question. I'm sorry. But I have some guiding things for you. I do love talking about myself. So that is okay. Um, I feel like (laughs) Biola specifics, I was a public relations major. I was also in Tory, so I never had to do a Bible class. I know. I'm outing myself as, I don't know, a nerd. I like to call them nerds, but. But the thing is, question, question. Did you post the pictures of you with your stack of books? Of course. Oh, but like self referential. Like if if I unfortunately have to stay up reading that many books from men that I don't agree with, (laughs) a lot of just white men too. 
I'm going to post my picture with the book. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I did a fall in our stars theme one year, laid on the grass. Oh my gosh. Photoshop. So you guys might be wondering, why is this random chick in the middle of the episode right now? And honestly, I'm wondering the same thing. (laughs) Well, she is not just a random chick. She is a chick who wrote, I hate the word chick. I'm sorry. I keep using it. I love it. I feel like it's something that men say that's like, oh, that chick. And you're like, okay. Reclaim it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We're reclaiming chick. Um, Circling back, Gretchen wrote the article called Compulsive Cuteness that we were kind of, I don't want to say analyzing because that's, you know, giving... You're having your Tory (laughs) session. (laughs) Yeah. So much to think about. Not really analyzing, but we were chatting about her article. And so I wanted to just sit down with the Ferg and um, hear more about what went into writing that because I remember reading it. I read it before I was... Not before I was a student because... Wait, no. Yeah. Because you wrote it in the spring. Yeah of 2020 as we were getting sent home yeah dotting my eyes crossing my teeth yes no i read it because i was an incoming student and i was going to be a journalism major and so i was like i'm gonna read it and i've been thinking i literally thought about it for years what (laughs) when you dm'd me being like hey we're making a podcast episode i was like what is going on anyway yeah thanks i'm glad you're welcome you were as i'm sure you're writing it in covid times you're like this isn't i'm sure you were working on it before yeah. But was it published, like, before COVID, or? Uh, it was in the, like, I think, first or second round of edits. So okay. all the interviews. Okay. So every thoughts. it was written before. Okay. Yeah. Everyone was in a, like, we're just afraid of mono, no other diseases phase of life. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pre-COVID. Okay. That makes sense. Weird time. Weird time. But then I'm sure as it got published, you're like, hey, who's going to read this? Because exactly we're not on campus. No one's going to read um, my cool, sexy article. I know. Well, little freshman me did. So thanks, Queen. Honored. One reader is better than no readers. So true. <laughs> and I went on to write for the Point Web Edition for one year. Shut so, up. A young professional. Yeah, pretty much. Um, um, we love to ask our guests, especially our alumni guests, what their favorite station at the CAF was. And I know this is probably far back in your memory, considering... Rona, and then you might have lived off campus after that. Yeah, I was free. Yeah. So you're going to have to really dig in. I can refresh you on the stations if it helps. I actually, my favorite, it's not necessarily a station. Okay. It's more of like a fusion. My my bestie, my sophomore year roommate, this is where we really yeah. were in the trenches of this specific meal. Mm-hmm. We called it the Lamy Ami, <laughs> like La Mirada Omelette. But yeah. It's true fashion. I shorten every word. Hence my name. Um, and it's an egg white omelet from the omelet station. Yes. You can only make it on Sunday mornings because then you go over and there's no tots. There's no hash browns. So you put French fries in it to get your potato. You do the little seasoning, oh your hot gosh. sauce, sriracha, maybe some ketchup. Yeah. And then you steal the bowl and take it to, you know, Metzger, your dorm room, and you eat it there. Yeah, that's And that great. is my favorite meal in the calf. That sounds delicious and tasty. Yeah. There are to-go boxes available for those who are listening. That you um, should not. I'm not. No, it's okay. Stealing. It's okay. I just want to provide a, a way for the future. The crime does make it taste a little better, but I'm not promoting this. And Steve and the calf, I've never done that before. So yes, Steve and Judy, yeah. we have, we do not condone. Grit does not support. No, neither um, does Biola as a whole. <laughs> this is also me outing myself. I was an SGA for two years. Oh. Which is how I know the lovely Zoe on the grit stuff. Yo. 
OG Zoe fan. Zoe right check. Here. Zoe check. So yeah. Zoe, this is how we know if you're listening. You yeah, better Zoe. text me right now. You better text me right now, Zoe. <laughs> uh, no, I was ugh, embarrassing. I was SGA vice president when Zoe was a senator. And oh my gosh, Zoe cute. was, dare I say, my favorite. I still talk about her. So we love. Yeah, so I was amazing. This is all not important knowledge about me, but uh, I think yeah. it's pretty essential. When we're looking at the article, you know, we need to look at yeah. everything behind the author. Oh, I was entrenched in bio. I was Hope Senator when I wrote this article. So mm. I feel like celebrity, perhaps? Oh, mm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I hope not. You can literally just like, I feel like being a, ce- not even a celebrity. I feel like being known at Biola takes, like, being unique, like, a tiny mm. bit unique. And it's yeah. then, because it's so small. Like, it's really not a large feat because there's, like, 12 of us. Yeah, it's, like, it's really not hard. I also am loud and I don't shut up most of the time. Yeah. And as a woman, you know. Ooh, yeah, I know. Ooh. Derogatory. <laughs> Both of those things. So, yeah. No, I support. Yeah. We love loud women here. We love extremely we said, loud. said men might not love us, but we love each other. Exactly. Jesus loves us, just not the other. No. Not the other guys. Not the 30% of violins. The 60, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Please. Okay. Yes. So hopping hopping on to our main topic. Yeah. What would you say drove you to write this story? If you, like, was it something that you just came up with or were they like, you're going to write this? Was it your team that kind of helped you? Personal experience, stories from friends? All I the actually... Above? I did pitch it to the point, which I was excited for. I had no idea I had to pitch because I wasn't PR. Well, I was PR. I'm lying to you. I just joined PR and then I joined the point and I, you know, I like to write. I have a lot of opinions. Um, Were you a sophomore at the time? Yeah. Okay. So end of sophomore. So I guess I did a year of PR, but yeah, I pitched it. It was something that I had been thinking about for a while, especially like my whole sophomore year. I lived in Hart my freshman year. I was the last bed on campus. It was my bed, the wall, and like danger. <laughs> like there wasn't Wi-Fi. Where maps the time. takes you. Yeah. Yeah, that like behind piece like that of the little gate. Like, yeah. There's a lot we could say, but <laughs> so Can you I'm, leave out of that gate or no? You can't you can walk out, but you can't like drive. Oh, okay. So it's like a dead Wait, end. that's kinda scary though. Someone could just walk in. Yeah. There's maybe for off podcast, DM me at Gretch, Gretch, Gretch. I can tell you all the horror stories and Gretch. danger. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I moved from heart to hope, which isn't that big of a change, I think, for like Biola style. But I think like the Mecca for like what a Biola girl is, is a Hope or Horton girl. Oh, my God. The Horton girlies. Yeah. They terrify me. I mean, I still like kind of want to be them. But no, for sure. They're like so effortless like i'm revering them envying them but i'm like below them exactly but you're not actually below them but you feel it it's the an illusion yes yeah and we're all feeling this exactly like i know hope and horton girlies who have talked to me about this issue and we're like you're like wait but i thought you and they're like i thought and you're like yeah one of the girls i interviewed in the article kenzie was a horton girly all years of college uh but yeah no i had been thinking about it for a while and the way that like fashion interplays, I think, with just being a woman is always something that's just interesting to me and how we present ourselves to the world. And I think I had started to feel this fatigue every morning because I love clothes. I'm wearing a bright pink sweater. I don't know. It was always something that interested me. 
And I had noticed like the way that I felt like I had to get dressed every morning. And my friends who were super casual and that I had known outside of Biola, like in the summer, who would just always be in like, you know, running shorts and a big t-shirt. I saw them talking to me being like, I feel like I have to put on my Sunday best to go to fives or to go eat in the calf. And I'm just tired of it. So I had pitched it and I was just interested in exploring the topic. And I was glad the point listened. There was a lot of ladies on staff. Love. Which we love. It was a very safe place. And people were excited to talk about it with me. So felt comforting. That's great. So tell me, well, you just kind of went into like the backstory. I guess. But how do you feel like it like changed from like point A to like A to Z? How do you feel like it changed from the start where you're like, okay, my friends are like talking about how they feel like they have to get ready to like go to the calf and like they have to be put together. But then I'm sure you discovered like a deeper thing behind it. What do you, what like surprised you in that process? I think the part that I found that changed my opinion, it kind of just added, I feel like facts. Cause depth. I depth. Like it added depth. Yeah. Cause I feel like I would talk to my male friends and they just wouldn't get it. Totally. And which makes sense because yeah. I, I think there may there might be some aspect where men also feel the need to compulsively dress up. And I think maybe on Biola's campus, there might be a little bit of that, but there's not that expectation for men like there's with women. And when I spoke with Dr. Hall, um, psychology professor, brilliant woman, Queen. she said so many intelligent things that I still talk and think about to this day, but talking about self-objectification and the way that I mean, she didn't say the patriarchy, but I I would say like the way that our patriarchal society has objectified women. And we kind of expect that almost in a way, because that's what we've always been given. So, yeah, we're going inside ourselves and we're like, well, I need to look this specific way to get this specific reaction from another person so I can get to this specific point in life. Yeah, it was really interesting. And I hadn't ever thought about that yeah you were just like i'm picking out a cute tote bag exactly i was like i guess i need to wear like a midi length skirt to class and like maybe i'll zhuzh it up with like a crop top because that's more me but i feel like i need to shop at like madewell or Mm -hmm. i need to like have a a little thrifted fit but it's actually like consignment vintage 80 dollars for a shoelace you know (laughs) (laughs) no actually yeah so I thought that was interesting and that really changed the article as I wrote it. And especially listening to the girls that I interviewed. They totally. were very insightful. Hearing their testimony. That sounds weird. But like their, yeah. it, their testimonial of their like experience. And then on top of it, Liz being like, yeah, this is beyond just this. Like it has ramifications for the rest of your life. Yeah. I don't know if I have this question even written out, but what role do you think like religion plays in like perfectionism and how that manifests in like looking good all the time jenna i think about this all day because you see it with mormons yeah like i feel like the more fundamental you get the more you're like this so that's why i'm just yeah curious to all my fundamentalist queens all literally all love i'm just curious because you would think like we would feel free to look however we want because it's like oh Jesus loves me. I'm chilling. Like, I don't have to do anything. But then it's yeah. like, why are, as we get more religious, we get more yeah. perfectionistic. I feel like you see it with, I think, some other Christian universities. I know 
I won't say the name, but like women have to wear. Wait, you should skirts. say it and then I could bleep it out. <laughs> we yeah. see it on like a smaller scale here. Like I feel yeah. like its impacts are a lot lower. I'm just like, oh, we look cute all the time and we have, we're really yes. like rich and have nice clothes. Exactly. You know? <laughs> but it's definitely, I feel like, what I think with those other universities, like it is definitely like organizational, like from the top down, depicting how women can present themselves and even feel about their bodies. Uh, Biola is pretty open. I mean, there's some like little rules, like, but in our dress code is like discern what yeah. is good, and we're like, okay, good. Yeah, Biola, like, thumbs up on your dress code. Yeah, Biola's dress code is good. I've met some people through my days who thought we should have a stricter dress code. Women who I met who thought we should have a stricter dress code, um, which is totally valid. I think I personally more lean towards the choose what makes you comfortable. I love a good turtleneck. But I also love a tank top, you know? But I think with religion, and stop me if I'm getting too, you know, too like spicy. religion. <laughs> I am religious, obviously. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Um, but I think there's an aspect of purity culture that really plays into the way that women dress, and especially the way that women dress when they go to church and within religious circles. It's a bit more don't cause your Christian brothers to stumble, you know, wear something that goes to your Not knees. Not the stumbling. Not the stumbling. The amount of times I have heard that. And I think that really plays into the way that people within religious circles and on a religious campus like Biola start to dress because you're 18, you're finally experiencing not freedom, but you're out of your parents' house for the first time. Like it makes sense that you're trying to find a grasp of individualism, but also some stability, some connection totally. to home that you would start to revert. Also, like, you're going to conform to your environment. Exactly. Obviously. And if you see everyone around you dresses really nice, you're not... It's not like everyone's, like, explicitly telling you, like, you need to get ready every no. day. But then when all your friends look cute all the time, you're like, okay, I guess I'll get ready. Or everyone at your church looks really nice every week. You're like, yeah, okay. It's... I don't know if you've done this. I definitely have, um, not to out myself and a lot of people I know, but the, you don't go to church Sunday morning, maybe you sleep in a oh, little yeah. too late and you put on your Sunday best to go get breakfast. <laughs> definitely been a victim to that multiple times because <laughs> you're like, I don't want them to know, you know, or I need to like look my best. I can't be in my Hello Kitty pajamas. <laughs> I try to get my Lamy Ami, you know. Lamy Ami, I cannot. I need to try that. I'll let you know. Everyone post your Lami Ami and you can tag Gretchen. Tag me. Hashtag Lami Ami. <laughs> Please. That's so funny. Yeah. So you said you've heard like multiple people say they did that? Yeah. Okay. At least a lot of my friends have. Yeah. So maybe that's my echo chamber that I'm speaking out of. But <laughs> definitely. Yeah. The experience of some people, we could say. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't get breakfast at the calf usually. It's not great. I definitely think though, like religion plays a really big part into the style at Biola and I think Biola's more conservative views on theology definitely affect and I think it's from it like trickles down I think from like ambassadors to incoming freshmen so that's my I guess my last thing I'll say on that but so next question what deeper thing do you think is going on psychologically to new students whether they're like freshmen or transfers um who see like the dressed up culture at Biola and do you remember experiencing that I I definitely think it is that like 
you're acclimating to a new culture. I think as a freshman at a transfer, you desperately want to fit in. Most chances are you don't know anybody or you might know one or two people. Maybe they're from church. Maybe you met them at Biola Bound. Um, I definitely think it's like a, you want to make friends. You don't want to feel like an outcast. And an easy way to do that is to blend in with your surroundings. And it's to say yes to thrifting or it's to be like, oh, I will borrow my roommate's skirt today. You know, I think it's, I think there's an element of that in there. And I think as a freshman, I think I just had a really weird Biola experience where I found, I definitely was friends with a lot of like, what I call like a Biola girl. I think I'm a bit of a Biola girl as well, though I'm a little loud and, you know, I don't always wear the Madewell. But um, for myself, my freshman year, I had a lot of friends who were just very anti like the Biola girl, like they wanted to be like grunge, things like that. Like they ended up leaving Biola because they were like, this isn't for me. Um, Sad about that. But I think it really took me till my like sophomore year when I started like working in SGA and I started to like be a bit more like a leader in the community. Yeah, as I'm leading, I'm Dr. Barry Corey adjacent (laughs) for the students. No, (laughs) but definitely as I started to get more plugged in, to the general Biola population, not just like my little lower campus friends or people I met through Tori, things like that. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> Lame. No, I love them, but Lame. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely think for me, it was a bit of a slower because I think my own upbringing, I grew up kind of in the, like I grew up envious of the naturally blonde size two to double zero Christian girls who are free people all the time. (laughs) And I'm not any of those things, uh, which is totally fine. I love myself, but I definitely like, I think learned how to cope with that from like a young age of like, Ooh, I'm not her. Okay. Whatever. I still want to be still at my ripe age of already graduating. Want to be a little bit, but you know, I think it definitely took a little longer for me, but for a lot of people I knew, which made me want to write the article, Totally. It was quick. Yeah. Going from that, what advice would you bestow to the guys and gals at Biola who feel this pressure to always be put together? Don't. <laughs> Don't feel that way. <laughs> Period. End of sentence. No, I think for my own self, I used to wear winged eyeliner every day since like middle school. And it's it like... got to the point where I was like, I kind of hate my face unless I have like a little eyeliner on, a little wing happening. And I was like, oh, I hate wearing no eye makeup. And as I was writing this article, I was like trying to also work on myself, obviously, um, and trying to like not want to be quote unquote like compulsively cute or dressing up every day. And so I like stopped wearing makeup for a while. And I found that it really started to just heal my own self-perception. And I think that's a little example, but I think if you find yourself always reaching for something that's comforting, Like you're always reaching for like a big jacket to cover your stomach because you're a little insecure or a blazer because you think it makes you look better. Maybe like when you notice yourself doing that, just don't. And it's really hard. I hate it. Even just taking notice of those things that you're trying to cover up. Really like take a pause, like feel where you are in your body and at least recognize like where this desire to dress up, where this desire to be presentable is coming from. Because then that helps you discern whether or not you actually like something, 
where you actually want to wear it for totally. that day. Or versus... is it like I'm wearing an all linen outfit because I want to be exactly. like other people? Yeah. It's like, why Why do I have a hair scarf in if my hair is a bob and it does not fit in a ponytail? <laughs> like, yeah. yes. And you're allowed to like things. You're allowed to like that style. But if you don't like it, that's okay. Be different. Who cares? Yes, girl. Be crazy. Be crazy. Be different. Well, thanks for joining us today, Gretchen. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I have the silly little definition of pretty privilege up right here. And it says, uh, the association of beauty with talent, intelligence, social success, and health. Increasingly, we're just a more appearance-based society. As I had talked about Instagram earlier, you already know. Um, But yeah, it's just appearance follows us wherever we go. And so it doesn't feel like we have space to just like be like get ready it's like i don't know if that's the best way to put it because there's a difference between like so we talked about like this level of self-care and like getting ready for the day and feeling good about yourself and then like feeling like oh i have to like like this compulsive need that's different but there's not like like as christians we should feel the most free from our appearance like this doesn't matter like it matters like what's inside of me and like the holy spirit's inside of me god loves me god accepts me like my friends love me and accept me like none of your friends are friends with you because of what you look like like your appearance literally Fact. adds no value to your friendships or your relationship yeah. which is so hard to realize because we think about it and it's like we should be free from that yeah. like i should be i don't know like, like you can't tell me that every mirror you don't go by or every mirror you go by you don't look at yourself as if you don't know what you look like i'm like wow like every mirror i go by i'm like or reflection i'm like and oh, we have our phones where we literally have a camera with us all the time and we can chat. Literally all the time. I'm like, that's kind of frightening a little. Literally. I'm trying to live... Okay, I'm not trying to live in biblical times because women literally, like, couldn't do a single silly thing. But yeah. I would love that, like, mirrors literally did not exist. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Let the record there show I do not know anything about history, so mirrors might have existed. This is so awful. But I was like, I, I watched this video in middle school of this they did this little experiment and this woman did like 30 days without a mirror like no mirror no nothing she got ready every single day every single day with no mirror she didn't have a mirror like they they covered it <laughs> this they literally head. covered it yeah. what was the results well like you know it's so freeing for her are you kidding me yeah that sounds freaking that awesome would be. Be but i'm like out. not the black in my teeth <laughs> no literally, literally would not be able to see teeth. No. my eyeliner be all twisted oh my gosh that would be frightening i guess you could have a friend do it true if you wanted yeah. to the amount of conversations your boyfriend. You'd, have, you'd have to have no, literally i'm like you'd have to connect with others I know. Oh, like, oh, the scariest thing of all oh. <laughs> i've been this summer i was thinking about that because this summer i gave up makeup and heat on my hair um just out of and social media i gave it all gave it all away and i'm not gonna lie literally thought i was ugly every single day like did not feel good about myself for probably like a month and a half and i was there for like two months i'm just playing with the little soundboard back here don't mind me <laughs> um did literally feel so ugly like i was like oh everyone like just thinks i look like so gross like all this stuff when the reality was, like, they didn't know me without, like, they only knew me as, like, the very natural way that I looked. And so it was, they weren't comparing me to, like, the way I would look if I was ready versus I was. And, like, people aren't, like, comparing you to the best you've looked. Like, I feel like it's important to remember. Like, no one's like, 
oh, you don't look as good as you did yesterday. <laughs> like, that's yeah. literally so dumb. And all the friendships I made and all the connections I made and the way I made people's days and the way that other people served me was not like, oh my gosh. Like, for example, my friend Natalie, oh, her outfit's so good. Like, that just really served me today. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, when you think about it, it is so dumb. Yeah. Like, it literally, we spend so long and so much of our mental energy on something that literally adds no value to our other relationships. Like, it can be healthy. Like, Zoe talked about, like, cute little self-care moment, but it should take up, like, 20 minutes of thinking space a day, not all freaking day. Check an average yeah. freaking Mary pass, you know? Yeah, literally. Something I was thinking about. Tell us, Or girl. I would think about this often in high school, is, like, the fact that, like, kind of like what you were saying, like, at human stuff, like, I cannot remember what I wore, like, last week. Like, I genuinely cannot. And so I'm like, does anybody else think about that? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think this is, like, something I've been, like, dealing with, but outfit repeating and just, like, Mm. not wanting to repeat outfits. Actually, the dumbest concept when you think about it. You're like, I buy clothes to rewear them so that I could wash them and and wear it again. And then I was thinking about it. I'm like, I can't wear this because I wore it last week. And it's just like, for me, it wasn't a thing. And then it like slowly encrept on me. And I was like, yeah, why did I make this a thing? Like, no one's going to care or like no one or like the thing where you're like, oh, I could get away with this because I wore this with my Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. But it's my, oh Tuesday, my gosh. Thursday class. I literally had that thought today. Yep. So oh, it's like, it's so like both scary. sides where you're like, oh, like maybe I can outfit repeat. But then there's also like this weird pressure that like if you outfit repeat, people are going to be like, you wore that again. Or like, <laughs> has this- anyone ever said that to you? Because yes. Not- yeah. yeah. No, but why, why do you all it- say yes? Oh my gosh, it makes me sad. But why, but why is that a thing? I don't understand. Like, well, I, I don't understand what is wrong with and stigma an outfit for outfit again. repeat and there's, but that's, like, there's a thing called a washing machine people are like did you wash your clothes i'm like ma'am i did like i didn't yeah. just also wear you can wash wear something a few times before you wash it i know me out. Um, if it's not stinky or smelly or dirty i'm gonna wear it again same if no if not even i can remember what i wore and i barely can like i'm saying like weeks okay i'm not totally. saying like the day before like of course no, i remember totally. what i wore yesterday try to think okay? about like what like someone else i'm like i have no idea if someone outfit repeated (laughs) i like and they wore something like okay last week and they wore it again this week i simply would not know (laughs) and it's not because i'm not observant or i don't like talk to them or see them i just would not i just would not remember and so i'm like that just should take off some of the weight a little you know yeah i think even if you do remember i just think you shouldn't be like telling that to someone like it's like you like in a sense you don't know their situation like what if they don't have the clothes to like buy every day or like they don't have the money to like buy it yeah you shouldn't be commenting about what they're wearing and i just think it's just like just don't say anything like it's their clothes and it's also their decision when they want to wear stuff going off of our pretty privileged definition i got another definition peeps so this is called self-objectification so gretchen talked about this in the article uh, Gretchen was talking with a professor and they brought this issue up. And so I looked it up because I was like, okay, self-objectification kind of just sounds like what it is, I'm assuming. So just want to check, but I'm going to read you guys the definition um, and then I'll present a silly little question for you. So self-objectification is when we start taking on an outside gaze of ourselves and our appearance becomes the most important thing about us. 
And any initial thoughts coming from that definition? First issue is that our appearance becomes the more, most important thing about us. <clears throat> I feel like that's, that's just as not the most important thing about you. Literally. Little, your little, little shell. Little, little um, check moment for y'all. But I hope you know that the most important thing about you is not your appearance. You're so much more than that. So much more. So much more. So that definition feels really limiting. And that, yeah, that feels super limiting to who I am as a person. I'm like, I'm a lot more than what I wear and what I look like. Of course, that is a part of me. My a appearance facet, is perhaps. me because I am a flesh human being. But... A fleshly fella. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much more. The things you like, the things you want to do, the people you talk to, the way you treat others, the way you treat yourself, the things you know, your ability to learn, your growth, your literally everything about you. Yeah, so I'm much like, more. So much more. So don't ever believe that lie, okay, queens? Okay, queen. Like, not to, like, bring social media in this again. We said third time's a charm. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I think... I think it comes, like, in the sense, like, just comparing yourself with others. Like, yeah. I remember, like, the first time that I was, like, like, I, like, never had a problem with my nose. And then I, like, saw other people's noses. I'm, like, my nose is ugly. And I'm, like, but it's not. It's a nose. Let the like, record show Zoe has an amazing nose. <laughs> she does. I'm sitting right here. Literally cute F. <laughs> and, like, I think just the urge to, like, find things wrong with yourself when there's not like there's nothing wrong with you like and like or your appearance and i think it's just so easy to do and it just like continually becomes a loop like i used to like contour my nose and stuff like that but now i'm like i don't care like it's my nose i can do it can look whatever it wants and like i think just like how social media plays that is like you see so many images of so many yeah. people that it's so easy to be like oh well she looks so much better but like you look good all the time like you don't like there's no like looking better and stuff and that you guys yeah. are all 10 so literally all 10 it's so hard to grasp that like we nobody looks no matter if i have a doppelganger or not which let the record show i do um shout out to mia love you queen it's not me um at a chapel singing if you see someone singing that looks like me it is not me i will never be at <laughs> a chapel singing <laughs> i will be at a chapel in the audience the last five weeks of the semester and that's it so also fun fact mia is my best friend so awesome sauce um but literally how like none of us like we compare ourselves as if there's like a standard which obviously society props up like a certain standard Actually, the dumbest thing ever. When you think about it, you're like so stupid. Literally, so stupid. And the, like, the quotes what am I about it to do. The quotes about it are quite stupid. So please forgive me. But like, you're you out here being like a peony, and you're looking at a sunflower, and you're like piss. Peonies slay. They're so cool. You know, like you're that literally a complete really Facebook mom vibes. It really but was. I love it. But it gets the point across. It does. Like you're completely distinct in like it the does. way you look, and that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Also, how often do you walk past someone and you're like, oh, they, I love their outfit and you don't say anything? Why don't we say things more? Because I'm scared. Like, why? I'm terrified. Like, literally, there's this woman I saw and <laughs> she woman. was the most beautiful. No, she was. She was so beautiful. And I said, you're just so pretty. And I bet it made her day. I hope it did. I hope it made her day. I hope it made her day better. Because I'm like, we need to be sharing those compliments. I'm like, literally. seriously. But hey, that doesn't go to say that if someone gives you a compliment... Then you gotta live up to their standard. Uh, uh. They're just saying you be cute. 
But you don't have to always live up to that standard. Going back to the question. (laughs) Circling back, am I right? (laughs) So true, Baze. Yeah. Um, Oh. Go ahead. This feels <laughs> I was going to transition, so no, give your thought. Go, go, go. Okay. Lauren brought up the male and the female gaze and how that has to do with how we dress. So can you give us a little, can you break that concept down for us? Yeah. I, the way I've seen it is mostly on like TikTok. So if you're on TikTok. So basically she has a degree. Basically I have a degree. I'm an educated woman on the internet. But um, just to give you like, Something that you may have seen is like when girls are like dressing for the male gaze versus the female gaze. And it, as the male gaze, it's like super revealing and like, um, and then like versus the female gaze where it's like women expressing themselves and their individuality, which like, you know, just to contrast the two. Um, I guess to say that like for women, dressing for the female gaze is something that's like a lot more like safe for us and like. That we're just trying to show that we're like creative creative and expressing ourselves and then when it's the male gaze we have something to sh- we're trying to, to be show. sexy yeah something to prove trying to be sexy show. woman Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay um continue lauren <laughs> no did you did you have something oh no i was just saying sexy woman oh sexy woman yeah, yeah. super integral part of the pod very um <laughs> Yeah, I think that's something, at least, like, I guess I can't speak for everyone, but, like, I feel like I've been impacted by the male gaze at some point in my life. Unfortunately, us women have. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I don't know. How about y'all? Have y'all ever dressed for the male gaze? I think, like, when you, like, dress for the male gaze, it's just to get attention, in a sense. Um... I feel like when you dress for the male gaze, you typically like prepare what you want and it's just like in a sense get their attention. Like this week I like knew when I was gonna see my crush and I literally dressed up nice just for him, in a sense. And it's just like weird because like We've all been there though. Yeah, in high school, <laughs> literally mean constantly. When you have a crush on them, it like gives you a reason to <laughs> like gives you a reason to wake up in the morning. <laughs> so, so bad. And I feel like whenever like I have like girl dates with my best friends we all have like similar aesthetics but we also have different ones in a sense we all like take that time to be creative and it's totally. more to like look cute for them not like just to look cute in the moment and i guess and like i just love those moments because it's just like even though we have like different aesthetics we all look cute in our own way yeah and we both can like compliment each other and it's like not like doing it like just to like get compliments or just like get attention in a sense i feel like going off of what zoe said i totally agree there's such a freedom and level of fun like when i'm hanging out with emmy or some of our friends and then we're like oh i want to wear like a cute little outfit but it's important because we text before you know are we dressing cute are we not that's because you have to nothing feels worse than when your friends are looking cute 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 and, and you, you are be wearing ugly. and you be looking, not ugly. Sorry, you're never ugly. Um, but when you're not feeling your best, you know your hair's greasy. Sorry, Lauren. You're <laughs> you're wearing like your sweatpants and like you're breaking out and you're just like cool and your and friends they look, they look so hot cute and you're like awesome. Yes. I feel like trash. Yes, I literally have, always have to text in the group chat or it is a disrespect to the entire group. 
It was so mean. This was more of a spontaneous trip. And there's also proof on my Instagram. But, um, please, social media. She said, add Zoe Taper. Go check it out if you want. Me and my friends went to, like, this cafe at this, like, house. And they both, like, they look cute. And I'm like, I literally look like a boy. I was literally wearing a baggy t-shirt, shorts, and, like, some sneakers. And I was like... Like I, I didn't know that I we were gonna know. post today, and I was like, "Still post it because I still look cute." So, yes, yeah. so true, sis. Thank you guys for all chatting. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much to unpack when it comes to appearance, self objectification, viola specific compulsive cuteness. So much. Um, but our prayer for you guys is that you can just feel beautiful and comfortable just the way you are and to have and to just let like style be like a creative thing and something mm-hmm. that brings you joy and not something that feels like you have to do it for other people um but yeah thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next week bye, bye. thank you for listening to this week's episode of did i talk too much if you enjoyed this week's episode we would love to hear from you You can leave a rating and a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening from. To make sure you don't miss an episode every other week, be sure to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram as well to get the latest updates on upcoming events, new blogs, and question boxes where you have the chance to have your questions answered on the podcast. Our Instagram is at grit at Biola. Our blog is linked in our Instagram bio where you can hear from our staff writers and read more about our mission. Thanks again for tuning in. The views expressed in this podcast may not necessarily represent the beliefs of Biola University or the GRIT Editorial Board. All content is designed to inspire and challenge GRIT listeners to explore their gifting, foster resilience, gain insight, and develop tenacity. 